Hello and good day, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Magic the First Pioneers podcast. This podcast is all about the Pioneer format, and we keep our listeners up to date with what is new, interesting, and powerful in the world of Pioneer. I'm your host, Kevin Finkel, joined here with my co-host. Hey, everybody. It's Ryan, the Cardboard Samurai out of the Tokyo area of Japan. All right, Ryan. So it's uh, kind of getting to be the end of the year here. We wanted to do a kind of fun episode, just the two of us here, no uh, special guests this time. So we get to be a little bit more fun, a little bit more casual, mm. uh, give you guys some off the cuff remarks that we're feeling about the year. Um, you want to tell us a little bit about what we want to talk about today? We kind of have two topics we wanted to cover. Yeah, I mean, first off, of course, you know, we'll talk about, you know, what events happened the last, uh, last weekend, kind of continue with our reports from the front lines of the Pioneer format. And then, uh, the second part, you know, like you said, it's, it's the end of the year. And I think we did this last year as well. And that was, we went over our top fives that we made, you know, we, we, we had all these top fives from these set reviews and we talked about what we got wrong. And also what we got right. And I think this year, to kind of make it a little bit different, I thought we'd maybe make new top fives from the sets that came out here in 2022. Like, you know, what do you think, you know, I guess like how how are they different? You know, what what are the uh, the good cards in the formats as opposed to the cards we thought? Yeah, we so kind make? of a retrospective look at you know, we always do our set reviews. We kind of always name like, here's the top five mm-hmm. cards we think might have some impact. And we just kind of want to go through these last four sets. You know, maybe it's still too early on Brothers War to definitively say anything. Well, we can revise. Uh, you know, there's still a couple cards that I think are going to. Sure. Yeah. We can make a revision and, you know, these will kind of be, you know, some of them will be things we missed. Some of them will be uh, things that just end up being stronger than we anticipated. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, obviously some things we're going to take off of our top five because it didn't end up being any good. Yep. So. Yep. And I mean, there's still. Yeah, that I'm excited about. And then it's just, uh, you know, it's, it's still RC season. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to make sure to go over, you know, some more lists that are winning around the world as we're getting these regional championships that are, uh, you know, some big tournaments coming out in Paper Pioneer. Yeah, format's still young. We could always be uh, proven correct or wrong. <laughs> so how, how quick do you want me to go through this? Do you want me to just give like the who played and won in the finals of each of these uh Yeah, we could do like the top eights maybe. Um, some of them are pretty small. Sure, let's go ahead and top like, eight. Like I think we could start yeah, off with have. like maybe the, the Southeast Asia championship final. The SEA, I don't know if you okay, have which that one. one is that? Yeah, so we uh, have. I scrolled down to the uh, the winners. So yeah, so we have we <laughs> have we have is. like the here we go. I got the it. Japanese RC. We had a uh, Southeast Asia RC. We had the uh, Canada uh, RC, and then we also had a like a seven hundred something player ten uh, k in Japan as well last weekend to talk about. But yeah, let's start with the SEA Championship Final. Do you have that one open? Yep, I got that one open. You want to go over the top uh, eight real quick? I would love then... to because I was very excited to see uh, the top deck in the Swiss was a Karuka Fires list. Uh, that is not the winner. What won the tournament was a Mono White Humans. Uh, second place was a Blue White Control Azorius. Uh, the Mono White Human player was, oh, wait, <laughs> I should have let you uh, give these names here. So this is Chie Hui Heng. Yeah, I, I, I don't know how to pronounce that name either. I'm sorry. All right. Uh, <laughs> we had two Selesnia, uh, actually three Green White Angels mm. in the top eight. That's huge. Uh, one Rakdos Midrange. And Enigmatic Fires was the last. So this was a very cool top yes. eight. Yes. And I'm, I'm wondering, is this... You know, because it's a smaller event, I think there's like only 150 something people, 153 people here. I mean, 153 players is pretty good, but um, uh, I, I don't know. I think that you know people are playing maybe some just different things. There's certainly plenty of Rakdos mid range mm-hmm. in the top, you know, 32 or so. So people are still playing the top decks, 
But, you know, some people are trying some different things. And if there is a lot of some of those decks that, you know, angels can prey on, then that that makes the deck look pretty good. So uh, I want to quick check and see if this is kind of the new version that's running the... Oh, actually, sorry. I said one of these is Angels. It's one of these, Selesnya, is Auras. Yeah. Ooh, yes, I kind of want to talk about that one real quick if you want to jump into that. Yeah, I know. You've been trying to uh, to make this work. I've been kind of saying that this deck's underplayed as well. Um, this this one did very well, so it's kind of the the very Boggles version of mm-hmm. it where you're playing the Glade Cover Scout, you're playing the Paradise Druid, um, since there's a lot of ways to give it uh, Vigilance, which will just make it fully hexproof. And of course, Light Paws and Saram just go off in this kind of deck. So, uh, And there's always a couple of nice things they can search up. Alpha Authority, another way to give yourself Hexproof. Kaya's Ghost Form is kind of a free-to-find way to protect your Light mm-hmm. Paws. Um, and then there's some things like Rune of Sustenance, which gives you Lifelink and redraws a card. You've got a way to fight, I believe, is Warbriar's Blessing. Mm-hmm. Um, Hammerhand for Haste. So it's even yeah. got some you know, off-colored things to be able to... Play these. This one's not even playing anything like a Monoconfluence to be able to hard cast. Oh, no, it is playing Monoconfluence to be able to hard cast those if they ever get stuck in hand. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I like this kind of deck. I think that it's powerful. It's aggressive. It's kind of low to the ground, can get underneath some of those say, things that are depending on removal. I like it a lot, but I'm just like, I've, I've tried to play out decks like this. I've played, um, uh, like, Bros Heroic. I think it's kind of the same style, you know, where you have uh, a a few creatures and you just load them up and attack and they can be kind of tricky to play sometimes i like this a lot mm. i think it's also very high variance you know if you do have the the way to protect your cards that's great if you don't have those you could run into some trouble yeah i think the biggest difference between this and boros heroic is that in boros heroic you are a little bit weak to removal mm. you know you do have interaction but if they're overloading your interaction with removal then you just lose yeah. you don't really have a way to come back the hex this this nice. deck can sometimes have hands where you're just like ha my opponent only has spot removal they have no sweepers mm-hmm. they'll never kill my creature yeah. and that just you know is an un- unwinnable situation sometimes yeah. yeah so that's pretty cool i'm, I'm excited uh, celestia or has made um the the top eights uh against angels as well i've been i've been saying angels seems like they're in a good spot especially against all the aggro yeah decks. so the angels decks were both the kyla's rec- reconstruction mm-hmm. which i was excited to see yeah that, that's what i was looking for in these went out and bought a bunch for about a dollar fifty each so Ooh. i've been thinking i probably need to because it's the kind of stupid deck i love to build yeah. but i haven't gone and gotten and it I, I'm, I'm gonna say i don't think that card has even been like touched yet as far as like explored there's going to be a lot more other interactions with kyle's reconstruction we'll see it come out yeah yeah i expect so all right uh that was the top eight there the and winner. like i said the winner was the uh mono white there demons. we go all right you want to move on to i don't know you want to do the canada one next uh sure let's go toronto so this was 345 mm. players that that is sizable yeah it's a good size so top eight uh, yeah, so what I heard about this tournament is that um, they they all hate, I want to say it's um, Red Black Midrange mm-hmm. over there. Is that true? <laughs> they hated him out, maybe. Uh, the number one deck archetype by percentage of field was uh, Rectus Midrange. So mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe it's wrong. Maybe they hate Mono Green Devotion, but those are still kind of the top two. Is it Phoenix? Uh, just about the same number of decks as Mono Green Devotion, yeah. though. Mono White Humans and Lotus Field a little bit falling behind. The winner there was Mono Green Devotion. Against Rectus Midrange, so uh, so that's your um your top two, and the winner there was Christian Tudel. Uh, we had a another Rectus Midrange in the top eight. We had Gruel Vehicles, Lotus Field Combo, Mono White Humans, Is It Phoenix, and a second Mono Green Devotion. Uh, I'm happy to see Gruel's Vehicles come back. Um, 
it seems like it got hated out after i think it was kind of a popular choice in the first weekend and it kind of dropped off this last week i didn't see it as much and i especially didn't see anybody playing the uh not the gix version but the uh mishra version Sadly, I wanted to see some more Dragon Engine. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, you know, I'm not doing that either. But I, I do like the deck still. I think that it's lost one of its better matchups with the red aggro decks kind of falling mm-hmm. out of popularity. Um, it still can be good against like the white aggro. It still can be good against the Rakdos mid range decks. Um, but it does have some trouble racing things like the Mono Green Devotion mm. that was very popular in this tournament. So that's probably where it had some struggles. And Lotus Field combo probably isn't a great uh, matchup for them mm. either if that's coming back into the meta. So I do want to point out this is by uh, Noah, Noah Offman. Uh, they finished third in the Swiss, it looks like. And uh, they are playing for the Akron War in the uh, main now. I'm not sure if this has always been the case. I think this is usually in the sideboard. And I think that's... I've seen it main or side, the uh, Crone War. Yeah. Okay. But that's basically in there to handle um, uh, Devotion, right? To get rid of their uh, big blockers, their trolls, and their uh, cavaliers and stuff, right? Yep. It's great there. It's great against most of the aggro. Usually what's specifically good about that card in this deck is that it destroys all tapped creatures, which is usually all of your opponent's creatures that attacked. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that's good at making your opponent kind of either not have to it's kind of like you know a nice delayed sweeper so it's like okay they can't play more to the board mm-hmm. or they're going to lose all their creatures it does do really well against green devotion because it still gets the elves and things uh but what's specifically nice in this deck is that you can crew one of your vehicles with the opponent's creature mm-hmm. that you took control of so that it kills itself prior to uh the trick nice. happening um Something that I noticed, like last weekend when I was watching this stuff live, I've seen a lot of these uh, vehicles deck vehicle decks using Mutavolts now. Um, I'm not sure if that was always that's the also case. something that has been pretty common. Is really? uh, you know, yeah, like this one is on four yeah. four of them, and I've that I think two... is pretty stock standard. Yeah, I haven't seen a full four. But yeah, that's very aggressive. I think and for me, like I'm too scared to run four Mutavolt in a deck with eight mana dorks. <laughs> I want my green. Yeah, that, turn one. You know, that's part of it. Um, you know, I think every other well, okay, there's a Sokenzin and a mountain. Every other mm-hmm. land can tap for green. Oh, okay, and a Denna Bugbear. This one's maybe a little bit green, yeah. but there's still you know 16 green sources that are untapped on turn one. Uh, essentially, the idea here is that you're looking for other ways to be able to keep up with the other mid range mm-hmm. decks of the format. You know, you don't get to play quite as many man lands as Red Black does mm-hmm. by just playing Denna Bugbear layer of Hydra. Uh, but, you know, this one's playing seven man lands, and I, that, that really does compete. You know, seven man lands, two Besages, t- uh, a Sokenzin, um two Lair of the Hydra, one Dead and Begbear. So it's really, you know, focusing on that, like, hey, let's get as much value as we can from the lands. Mm-hmm. And that has kind of always been a big part of mid-range in Pioneer, yeah. is that your lands do so much for you in being that mid-range deck. That's why for a long time they were single-color decks and recently red black has become kind of the best of them because it has the best of those utility lands in both colors and if we scroll down a little bit there was a demir oracle the thoracle deck i don't know if you saw that it's on it finished 21st Ooh, okay place. so i have been liking seeing these decks you know we we, we talked about this last week uh, this one's got a jason the main i like seeing that uh, i'm surprised they weren't um considering that at mm-hmm. all there's a couple cool um not too much here that's different as far as the lists. Uh, I, I like the one Rona's Vortex. That's cute. 
a sweeper in the main seems good. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, these are still fun. I, I, will, I haven't got a chance to test them out, really, but it's a cool list. Yeah. I'm glad we got to talk about it last week. All right. Uh, Moving on. Yeah, next one. What do we got next? Uh, do you want to do the Players' Championship that was like 200 people or the 770-person 10K for the Japan one? Uh, let's let's save the best for last there with the 700 one. So Players' Championship, I'll do this one, I guess. Uh, so top eight, we had Mono White Humans, Gruel Midrange, uh, Azorius Control, Lotus Field Combo, Five Color Niv to Light, Gruel Vehicles, and uh, Monoite Humans, and Arachdos Midrange. So that's kind of interesting to see those show up in the top eight. I'm not seeing that in the top eight. Where are you getting that? Uh, I am in... Am I looking at the same thing you are? I mean, I'm looking at the uh, smaller one. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, you're looking at the bigger oh, one. Oh, sorry, I'm looking at the big one. Ah, my bad. Sorry. Should uh, we just yeah, keep on going? Okay, that's fine. So this is... So yeah, let's just correct sorry. ourselves. This is the Players Convention, the 766-player <laughs> tournament, also in Japan? Yeah, yeah. This, this is at Nagoya yeah. last weekend. My old stomping grounds. Okay. Sorry, I made a mistake. I was going to save this for last, but I got too excited. So who is who won first place in this on what deck? Uh, first place, the finals was against Rakdos uh, and Azorius Control, and it looks like Rakdos Midrange won this one. Oh, I was trying to shout out the players as well. Yeah, but... so Yuya, Yuya Hosokawa was uh, uh, on Azorius Control, and Siyoshi uh, Kainuma was on uh, Rakdos Midrange. There we go. All right. Uh, and the rest of the top eight there you'd already read off, including that Niv to light, including that Lotus yeah. Field, including another Gruel Vehicles. Uh, and just for your uh, your thought here, four Crone War, four Mutavolt in this uh, in this vehicle's deck. So Do you want to take a that's kind of bog standard quick there. look at that five color Niv? How is this? I mean, did, did this just get lucky, or I don't know? Have pe- should people start playing five color Niv to light again? I mean, we see the four lane line bindings in there. So it's kind of always been the deck that trumps uh, mid range. Uh, I would not want to be playing it if Lotus Field is coming back, so that might be a ooh, I don't know about. Did you? Um, but what it's always been good against is stuff like the Rectos mid range mm-hmm. decks. It's been good against the, you know, probably the Gruel Vehicles deck. I would expect, um, which there was a lot of. You know, Rectos mid range was. Are you seeing this? I believe the top of the field. Are you seeing? What, what this, am I seeing? This list. I mean, I don't think this is always the case. Is this is playing? <laughs> Okay, it's got the, the Niv-Mizzet, the Omnath, okay, all that stuff. Soul of Windgrace is a one-off. Dragonlord Ojitai is a one-off. Kolagon, the Storm's Fury, is a one-off. Dragonlord Dromoka uh, okay. as a one-off. Dragonlord Atarka as a one-off. And two Dragonlord Silumgar. What? <laughs> okay, so this is... this is um, Big dragon. Five-colored dragons. Yes. <laughs> yes. This is awesome. I'm surprised. <laughs> I, honestly, I'm surprised there's not a Tiamat in oh. here, just for... <laughs> yeah. For, for giggles. Could. Wow. That is fun. Wait, this is a Timmy deck. Again? And he got Valky, of course, in there as well. That is a neat deck. Um, everything else is okay, pretty so stock, t- I think. Tiamat is 7 mana when it enters the battlefield. Oh, if you cast... Well, okay. Oh, shoot, but you won't be casting it because you can't bring to light for it. I mean, you can't bring to light. I mean, you search your dra- library for up to five dragon cards not named Tiamat. Mm-hmm. Reveal them and put them in your hand. But yeah, you can't you can't cheat that one into play. But is there any way to cheat into play in this deck anyway? I mean, Kolagon, the Storm Story, that's the Fate Reforged one, so that's coming in for five. You can uh, bring to light that one if you wanted to. And I'm trying to think, what are the other ones that they had in there? The Tarka, def- definitely not. Because that's like seven mana. Guard, I think, is five as well. Silumgar is six. Oh, Silumgar yeah. is six, so you can't do that. So some of those, I guess, and Dragon, just be and Dramoka is six as well. 
Yeah, these are pretty much all hard cast. So they're, they're being silly here. Um, they've got some stuff we haven't seen. To, uh, what is dragged to the bottom? What card is that? Each creature gets minus one, minus one, where X is one plus the number of basic lands among lands you control. Okay. Okay. You know, that's not bad for a sweeper, but it means they can't run. Um, you know, that, that alone puts them off of running Gigantha as a sideboard mm-hmm. card, which is why this is a Yorian yeah. version. So that's probably the biggest difference, I think, is that this is a Yorian five-color Nifta like. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I do think that the more popular, when it's been showing up version, has still been a Gigantha version because of the consistency. Yeah, yeah. That's a fun deck, though. Maybe Claudio will take notice and try that out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, you know, I always love that when somebody does something fun and then uh, people who make magic content, like we do, yeah. but not people uh, play that i haven't heard yeah, anybody else talk that. about that deck and that's kind of neat though so I'm, I'm really hoping on page two there's somebody whose deck list is called all other deck lists really <laughs> <laughs> uh, i think it's a it's a part probably deck that's that's nothing okay um, last uh one, let's then. move on so uh, yeah let's move on to that last one i can do this this so this is the 200 or sorry yeah 200 person uh regional championship this is a little bit more stock rakdos absolutely dominated in this uh, event, it looks like we had um, Shuhei Nakamura. He was a uh, he finished top of Swiss at ten two uh, with Mono Green Devotion, and then we had Rakdos Midrange, Rakdos Midrange, Rakdos Midrange, Rakdos Midrange, Azorius Control, Rakdos Midrange, and Rakdos Midrange. Uh, Shota Yasuoka was another uh, big uh, pro player that showed up to this event as well. So absolutely dominated. Um, yeah, more than a fifth of the field. Um, and how many in the top eight is one, two, three, four, five, six in the top eight. Yeah, and I'm trying to see like how many people they had a fifty three percent win percentage, which is pretty Ooh. freaking good. It was twenty two percent of the field. Forty four people played that. And Mono Green had a forty nine percent. So people were coming in shooting. Yeah, for so Mono that's Green. including a lot of mirror matches there, and it still is um, at fifty three percent win Zorius rate. Zorius controlled it pretty good though. They had fifty seven percent win rate percentage. They had fifteen people on that. I mean, this is a very high-level tournament. Uh, but yeah, Rectus Wood mid-range uh, ended up winning uh, this event. <clears throat> All right. What a funny... It's so funny that Blue-White Control can do that well when I'm like, okay, their two worst matchups are like Rectus mid-range and Mono Green Devotion, and that's uh, 40% of the field. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, if you want to check out one of those decks, I don't know. Uh, uh, there's not a lot to check out there just because it's a lot of Mactos midrange. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not seeing anything totally but, different. Strict Proctor? Yeah, it's like somebody do something weird. You know, there's one with like three Liliana. That's kind of interesting. Ooh, is this in Resorts Control with Lotus Field in it? Uh, it is, yes. So this is Strict Proctor's playing this in, in that one as well. I've never seen that. And discontinuity. So those are a couple ways that you can make your Lotus Field not have to sacrifice. Is Strict Proctor? It make you know it makes all enter the battlefields. Uh-huh. You have to pay a mana to be able to make them work. So you can just choose not to make your Lotus Field trigger that sacrifices two lands happen. Uh, you can also discontinuity the Lotus Field trigger, mm-hmm. and then later discontinuity is you know a little bit of a time walk for six mana because you played on your opponent's turn. And then Teferi, of course, being able to untap your own Lotus Fields is kind of nice. That's kind of neat. Yeah, that's yeah. there's some neat stuff that you can do there. All right. All right. Well, that is the deck list from last week. And we have some fun decks. Maybe not as many as we did last time. We had some really cool decks. 
Uh, sure. Yeah, hopefully you guys all enjoy us talking about these tournaments that people are doing well at, you know, pointing out some of the things. Um, you know, if you guys don't like this kind of thing, well, Ryan promised me it would only take us 10 minutes yeah, to get through all of them. 20, I'm so sorry. Uh, take a look at your watch, give us a nice <laughs> little chuckle, and then we'll move on to our next topic yes. here. Yes, so main topic today, like I said, this is kind of our end of the year episode, uh, looking back at 2022, and we're going to go over, uh, first off, let's go over our new top fives. So we had Brothers War. Well, I don't have my new ones yet. I got the old ones. Okay. <laughs> no. You know I wing it. Okay. Okay. So uh, okay. four sets okay. from last year, we had Brothers War that just came out. Uh, Dominaria United as well uh, earlier in, um, uh, how can I say, in fall. And then we had uh, Streets of New Capenna, I think, in summertime. And then we had Neo back in early spring. I believe those were the four sets that came out this year. Uh, we did look at our old. I mean, do you want to start with our old ones and then do what your new one would be? Would that be easier? And were there for you? actually five sets this year? Wasn't Innistrad Crimson Vow technically this year? <sighs> See, they came out with a uh, double feature like in January or something, I believe, right? Uh, maybe. Let me. I'm going to Google it. <laughs> yeah, I think Vow came out like December or something. They kind of like. I think it came last out uh, November. Okay, yeah, you're right. Yeah. When was Midnight Hunt then? I mean, that was before that. That was like uh, September. Because I swear there was like five sets in one year. Maybe that was last year. That yeah, yeah. I think that was last year. Everything. Okay, just... that might be last year. <laughs> Everything just blurs together. No, I know, I know. Yeah. All right, let's uh, let's go over. So, what are kind of your your big top for each set? So, do you do you want to do your new top five or the old? What do you think? Five? What would be go easier for you? Set. Do you want to do the old top five first and then say how would you change this? Like, what would you put in there instead? Yes, would you take that, out? that's what I want to do. Let's go. Do you want to start with the let's oldest? go oldest to newest. Okay. So let's start with Kamigawa. So Kamigawa. So back when Kamigawa happened, um, why, why don't we call each other out here? So I'll say what you said. All right. So <laughs> you said, mm-hmm. you said, uh, the Channel Lands is your number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you said Secluded Courtyard is number two. Mm-hmm. You said Mech Titan Core is number three. Yeah. <laughs> you said Grease Fang, Okiba Boss is number four. And you said Wandering Emperor is number five. There we go. I think that sounds... I think that's a decent... That is actually a decent e- list. Except you know, for that, Mech that's Titan not too Core. Too far off. That's my, Mech Titan Core. That was yeah. my, that was my um, Timmy choice. Do you want to read, read mine? So yours was great. Light Paws, The Channel Lands, uh, Containment Construct. Was that the one mm. with the board two? Whenever you play an artifact, was that that one? I, I want to say that's the one where you can discard things. Okay. Hang on. And then you had the Uncommon Land set. I don't even remember what those are. I'm guessing that's like the secluded courtyard with the uh, with the uh, other thing. Yeah. You know, I said that there were kind of three Uncommon Lands mm-hmm. there. So I'd said it was the secluded courtyard. It was the... Um, the artifact one, the right? The Mech Hanger, mm-hmm. I want to yeah. say. Yeah. Mech Hanger. Oh, I totally forgot you know, about that. Maybe card. that's my my reference to uh, Grease Fang mm-hmm. being good, and then the Roadside Reliquary yeah. is the third one. And then you also had Muktai Soul Ripper. I'm guessing that's the one in uh, black that was a three two that had the reconfigure, right, or something. Yeah. Or, or, uh, no, that's the that's one that the cruise. It's the vehicle. Okay. Again, we were thinking of it for mono black, but that f- deck fell off shortly yeah. after. And then you had Wandering Emperor. So you had like six in there. You kind of cheated. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> sure, that's fine. Uh, and then I'm also reading off, you know, Ekros we had for, mm-hmm. as a guest on that one. He had said um, he didn't really put them in order. It looks like I'm not sure. I'm guessing March of Otherworldly uh, he's Light got, is maybe his March of Otherworldly Light, Touch the Spirit Realm, Disruption Protocol, Moonsnare Prototype, Blade of the Oni, Mukta Soul Ripper, Reinforced Ronin, Oni Cult Anvil, Rector Bankbuster, Careful Cultivation, hmm. uh, 
and he's got the channel lands. Mm-hmm. So he kind of had a lot there. I don't know what what exactly the order is, but um. So how do you feel? How do you feel like we did? Yeah, I think I did all right. Well, I think um, just to, you know, I read over yours, you read over mine. I'm going to protect or not protect myself. I'm going to defend myself here. Wandering in first sees okay, a lot of plays. Okay. So number five, I think that's definitely a good call. Grease Fang, huge, um, huge format changer. You know, uh, sort of the whole Abzan, you know, or Mardu Parhelion thing. Uh, Channel Lands, Boseju sees a lot of play. Uh, I would say does absolutely see a lot of even Takanui seems a little bit of play. Uh, everything sees a lot. Everybody plays the channel lands. Those are, those have been pretty huge. Secluded mm-hmm. courtyard, maybe just only now in angels recently. Uh, Adam, does is he playing humans as well? I don't. Think it, it does. It yeah, does absolutely. So does. it's okay. Yeah, and that's been a big deck. Lately. Maybe it shouldn't have been that high. And then Mech Titan Court. That was just yeah. I I'm I'm ashamed of myself, <laughs> but not really. That's my Timmy card. I'm still gonna make it work. Yeah, so containment cross round was was my guess on a bad on a card that ended up being bad. That was <laughs> the one where every you discard a card, you can exile a card from your graveyard, mm. and if you do, you can play it that turn. Yeah, um, that'll still show up one day. It's gonna show up eventually. Um, I want to defend Light Paws mm. because I said when that card was spoiled, which it was leaked pretty mm-hmm. early, I said that a card was going to be banned because Lurus. of that card. I I was like, it is that good. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a ban. I said Ethereal Armor was going to get banned. Instead, Luris yeah. was banned. And I think that that's a fair, you know, it wasn't just Light Paws that caused that to happen. But I did say when that card was spoiled that this card is going to cause a ban. Mm-hmm. And it absolutely did. Um, and, you know, we just said Green White Auras is kind of still a deck. Yeah. So I, I think um, that was not, a good not compl- a good call, a good choice. Yeah, not totally unvindicated mm. there. Like, I feel like there that could maybe be denigrated to an, is that a word? A delegated, maybe? I don't know. Re- relegated relegated word, but maybe i'm relegated relegated yeah. might be the one i'm looking for to a honorable mention for the fact that yes it did get a card banned it was a very popular deck if i'm putting together a new one i want channel lands at number one mm. regardless okay and i think i'm okay with I- i'm between wandering emperor or grease fang at number two mm-hmm. i think that those are definitely two oh, and three. okay so this is your new number oh you yeah this is yeah this is uh you know so together we're putting you're together done defending yourself one. you're not going to talk about mukutai soul ripper Ah, you know what? I kind of already said like, it, hey, it it got a little bit of play in the mono black deck, which promptly fell that. off. Yeah. That that deck disappeared. Like maybe it saw some people playing it on MTGO that first weekend, and then there's just no, it's not good. Stop playing it. <laughs> Something like that. Okay, so yeah, what's your um, new so your new things we might have five? Missed. You said light, you know, light pauses in there. You said channel lands, wandering emperors in there. I, I'm I'm saying light pause will probably end up being an honorable mention. Okay. Um, okay, so let, let's talk some things that I feel like were missed. I was pretty low on March of Otherworldly mm-hmm. Light at first. Um, that one definitely played. Like, I definitely said that that was the best of the five, but it didn't play. It played a lot better than it looked originally mm-hmm. on paper to me. Um, I did hype up the Invokes, though, so I was very happy to see that the Invoke Despair yeah. is seeing legit play. Um, that that one I think I had a good call on, but it wasn't in my top five. Yeah, I like that a lot. Uh, let's see what else could apply to being in this top here. You know, Michigo's Reign of Truth kind of went hand in hand with the uh, with the Auras deck for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, this was a good set. I like that set a lot. You know, looking back through it here as I'm uh, just kind of browsing. Do do do. What else is really good from Kamigawa? I mean, I remade mine. I don't know. Do you do you want to? Oh oh oh! Here we go. You we, we forgot. No, let's move everything down. Yes. A notch. We forgot number yes. one. Yes. <laughs> Fable of the Mirror Breaker. There we go. It's not even on. Wasn't on anybody's yeah, yeah, list. Yeah, the Cytamon doesn't show it. So can yeah. we kind of explain why? Why do we? How sure, can we yeah. miss that? 
like it ended up being just a format changing card i think you know rakdos midrange when noda played it for a while there before that got banned uh in the green so green red. here's how I'll, I, i'm happy to defend ourselves on this i think that we were valid in you know what i'll even go so far to say is that we were correct to not put it on our top five maybe mm. at the time it is a three drop and luris is better Okay, like, I'm going to say yeah. it. Luris, Luris is better than Fable the Mirror Breaker. I'm not going to put Fable the Mirror Breaker in my deck if I could play Luris instead. That, hands down, is enough reason for us to have overlooked mm. it. Maybe we should have said, hey, this card could be insane if Luris eventually gets banned, which we probably should have known is coming. Mm-hmm. But I-, I think that we weren't totally unjustified in not including it originally because we were, you know, at that time, three drops were banned. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I totally understand that yeah so if you guys wonder why we didn't have it on our list it's because of Luris. that's the only reason we weren't bad and we we didn't miss yeah. it somehow um so the other there are some other sagas that i like though you know i think kumano is the other yeah. big one from the set that did a lot for us um anything else you had on your your top yeah five so top five uh, again i'm just gonna read through my list because i actually took some time See, i was to write talking it down. through it. You know, i was i was making them yeah. up as we go here. Uh, i had fable <laughs> only cult anvils a good now one. i would say my new right. f- top five is fable the mirror breaker i would say boseju is probably number two uh i know the other ones see okay. play but it just it's he's more play than all the others combined uh wandering emperor i would probably put at number three and then grease thing at number okay, four I like that. And be, then yep. I actually have Kumano faces Kakazan as my number five. I just feel like that just made it a, a that did a lot for the mono red uh, decks, the aggro decks. You know, having a creature as I think well so as exile too. and the damage. It's just a nice card. I'll still go with March of Otherworldly Light as my fifth one, mm-hmm. just because of the impact it had on taking out things like Insul yeah. Artifact. Uh, that was a very popular deck, and I do feel like March of the Early Light was a big factor in, you know, we got well, March Portable Hole Lurus. as well, but... Yeah, yeah, those both had a big impact on destroying Insul. Okay. So... Uh, this is fun, as I make them up as I go. Uh, see, I'm making them up as I go, yeah. and I think being reasonable, and you've got a nice list, so that, that helps me out. And you can point it out when I miss an important one. Let's go on to Streets of New Yes. So, talk about our old first... So, I'll read yours first. And then you read uh, mine? Sure. My, my, I've got to cross that one because it was okay. kind of a joke. Uh, so just read mine. Okay. So <laughs> yeah, your number ahead. one, what? you had Omnixilis, the adversary. Two was okay. Fatal Grudge, which was the red-black one, I think. Let's, I think it's red, red-black <laughs> instance or something like that. It kills something. Uh, and then I'm guessing four or three was your Giada, the, the angel. Uh, f- and then four, I'm guessing, was the uh, unlicensed hearse. And then five, you had Tenacious Underdog, and your honorable mention was Titan of Industry. There we go. That's, That's pretty good. I think it's decent. Much better than your your Neo one. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Hey, my Neo one was all right. <laughs> we also had Ashiok on. Ashiok had uh, Omnixilis, I think, maybe up there at the top. The Triomes, Lord Xander, Endless Detour, Unlicensed Hearse, and Sticky Fingers. So he, he uh, they okay. said uh, top six because I'm cool. Just writing that down <laughs> or saying that. Uh, but yeah, what was my top five? You want to read that off? You've got work. What is work chief war chief? That's the workshop war chief. Uh, four three or five three rhino something that leaves a body or gains you life or something. Was that it's like, like the, uh, the thread yeah. tusk that wasn't any yeah. good? Okay, yeah. Um, you've got unlicensed hearse. You've got void rend. You've got the triumphs and obnixilis. Mm. Yeah, I think you probably did better here. Yeah, yeah, I think maybe. It's about... Yeah, so we both have Obnix. It's kind of the top of our list mm-hmm. here. Um, 
I clearly Fatal Grudge was my like pet card at the time. Um, and you know, Rectosac was a big. I think so. Yeah. Of... <laughs> like uh, we... I had Giada. I don't think that was an unreasonable one to include, but maybe won't hit our top five. Yeah. So we'll the list. Uh, we both had unlicensed hearse so in our we top five, and I think that. that was a great call from us. Yeah, you know that that's probably going to be one of our top ones from this set. Um, and I had, I had tenacious underdog, and I, I you know in the set review mm-hmm. I feel like I was downplaying mm-hmm. it. I think part of it was I was like, hey, there's not that much powerful from this set, um, so I'm putting tenacious underdog because it'll have a home. But I didn't think it was a crazy good card. Uh, it's it has performed better than my expectations, so I'm glad I included it. I would but say it wasn't my favorite card from the set. So yeah, Voidrend. I want to say that Esper Yorion was a thing back then, and that's why I thought Voidrend would be a good card. I think it did see some play. I knew it saw some play on Arena, but I'm not sure if you saw any play in Pioneer. Um, but still a good card. Uh, I just think people kind of moved away from the three color control decks, which is why it's. Just, it shouldn't belong in that top five anymore. Yep. So again, we've got a kind of obvious uh, number one that we missed. Mm-hmm. I mean, you want to go over that? I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. Do, or is it's there anything you want to say about one, uh, what we? But, uh, okay. Uh, so w- w- why don't you go through yours here? What was your number? My one? number one, I, th- I think, is still on license hers. I would, I would move that up. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, I think that's reasonable. Um, it, it goes back and forth for me. I think I would probably put unlicensed hers at two. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, um, what the else you have? one. Your number one, I'm guessing, it starts with an L and has an S. Ledger yeah. Shutter, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so how do we miss this card? Let's talk about that. <laughs> um, you know, I think that Connive looked a lot worse than it played out. Um, so it's, it is one of those mechanics that was was very easy to mix. You know, we, we picked it up pretty quickly, but um, during our set review, you know, it just kind of looked dinky. Mm-hmm. It's like a 1-3 is not much power. Um, and you don't really have to, like, you kind of have to reread Ledger Shredder's wording a few times to get it, because it's like, oh, it's not just when you play your second spell, mm. which we'd seen a lot of in the past, and those were bad. It's whenever any player plays their second spell. I would say um, just new mechanics in general are hard to evaluate. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, we don't have an idea on, like, how it's going to work and the, the rulings and the judge calls and stuff like that, etc. I also feel like we didn't have the graveyard-centric decks that we're playing blue mm-hmm. you know i'm excluding is it phoenix because that was a very defined deck at the time was this um before or after the banning of express federation i believe this was before okay because i'm saying maybe if it was after that's why maybe i didn't you know kind of fell under my radar but again mm-hmm. it's blue I, I have uh, <laughs> I have a valid okay. So you've got your excuses. Excuse, it's blue. Yes, I, I'm going to put Ledger Shredder at my number one though. I am colorblind. Um, I do not see blue cards. Yes. Uh, how about the? So what do you put as your third? Uh, I have Extraction Specialist now. That's in my new one. Uh, I think okay. you know it's it's seeing a lot of play in the humans decks and uh, I think a couple other decks as well. Just bringing stuff back. Uh, soldiers maybe is well. I'm not sure. There's there's showing up in a couple places, but I'm I'm really high on it now. I think that's one of those dumb ones that I was like, ah, I'm I'm picking up uh, some copies of this because mm-hmm. I, I think it's going to be a cool card. So I feel like paid off a little bit mm-hmm. there. Um, I would prefer to put the triumphs, and I, I feel like I got to defend myself a little bit because I didn't put the triumphs on my yeah. top list because I kind of felt like. There just weren't decks for them at the mm. time. Um, I still you know, maybe don't I should think... have known, like, hey, eventually we'll find them. But... I had them on my original top five. I don't have them on my top five now, though. I don't think. I mean, they're okay. just uh, mm. supplemental. You know, they show up as like a one or two of. They're There's... supplemental. I think where they are showing up more now is that because we've got like the Leyland Binding, mm-hmm. that yeah. card really makes them uh, what what overpowers them. You know, makes yeah. them more yeah. into the meta. 
so there's not really a huge home. You know, mostly what I was saying is like, hey, you know, the decks that want, um, the decks that would be really looking for the triumph, like that were playing the old triumphs, mm-hmm. were really looking for like being able to make white plus make mm-hmm. red because that lets you cast a chain to the rocks on it. Mm-hmm. Whereas only one of these new ones does, and that's on the mountain forest plains, which is you don't want to tap land in those aggro mm-hmm. colors at the time. Was my was my argument. Yeah. So that's interesting. I, I kind of want to put it in the top five now. I didn't have it in my top mm-hmm. five originally. Yeah. So I had extraction specialist. Then I had tenacious underdog. Um, is my top four card, and then I had Obnixilis in my top five. That's my new top five. Okay. I mean, is there anything else that you would have in your top five, or is that pretty much your top five there? The I think Titan of Industry is still my honorable mm. mention. Um, Rafine's Informant might be the other one I would consider, but I feel like that goes a little bit hand-in-hand with the Extraction Specialist. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me do a quick scan and see if there's any other big ones we missed. I would say, like, at that time... Uh, Strangle is up there, yeah. you know, yeah. just as far as seeing play. Very close. Top 10, maybe. Uh, yeah, top 10, maybe. But yeah, Rafine... You know, Tainted Indulgence saw play for a little Rafine's while. Informant definitely wasn't that... I wouldn't say people weren't super high on it when it first came out, but now it's definitely become like the de facto because people moved away That's from Citrus That's what I'm saying. Another... You know, in those decks. Yeah. Well, you know, it's just so much better than the one that like... There was the one that could draw a card and discard a card, but it did get the plus mm-hmm. one, plus one. But it could find a card from your sideboard. What what are those called? Learn mm-hmm. lesson learned. Did you ever explain why yeah. you chose Fatal Grudge? You know, I think I tested a red black um, sacrifice deck while we were in testing. Okay. So I'll go back and uh, here's what I'm going to do is I'm going to follow up with this episode by going back and making a deck with Fatal Grudge, okay. <laughs> making a deck with uh, with containment yes. construct. Um, let's see how bad my next one there is we as we move on to DMU. Huh. So, DMU, next one, uh, starting with your top five. Uh, are, do you want me to read yours first, or do you want to read mine? Yeah, let's go uh, Let's go attack each other here. <laughs> All right, so you had the Lords as number one. You had Liliana the Veil as number two. Temporary Lockdown is number three. Karn Silex is number four. Phoenix Chick is number five. And then your honorable mentions, you had Sarah Paragon, Involved Sleeper, and Anointed Peacekeeper. You had a lot that time. Yeah, I think I liked a lot more cards in uh, DMU than in stuff like uh, Streets of New Capenna. Mm. So you'd put number one, Sarah Paragon, mm-hmm. number two, Liliana the Veil, number three, Painlands, number four, Defiler of Instinct. Now, is that the yes, red, red one? one? Okay. Haha, I know him because I wrote an article yes. about him. And you had five Vodalian Hexcatcher. Mm. Um, we also had Connorman on as our guest for that episode who had said number one, Karn Silex, number two, Temporary Lockdown, number three, Liliana the Veil, number four, Haughty Jin. And number five, Vidalian Hexcatcher. Um, what is Haughty Jin? Haughty Jin's the one that gets uh, power equal to the number of, I want to say, spells in your graveyard? Right. The flyer? Uh, it's like yes, a three mana it's flyer. the flyer that instant sorcery cards in your graveyard and makes instant sorcery kind, spells cost one less. Yeah, kind of. Um, and yeah, that is a like that a is a difficult card mm. to pronounce, possibly. It is Haughty, H-A-U-G-H-T-Y, Jin, D-J-I-N-N. Interesting, so interesting. You guys Very, uh, both had Karn Silex. Fun to pronounce. I like to, you know, really get up close here in haughty gin. <laughs> but you guys both had Karn All Silex right, uh, on this. Do you want to explain, you know, why maybe this didn't see play? Like, how did you guys get this one wrong? Uh, <laughs> Karn Silex does something. Uh, I'm, I think that we were mostly thinking about it as an answer to the Anvil decks and things like mm-hmm. that, which were doing really well. So this one's like the three mana artifact. Enters tapped. Players can't pay life to cast spells or activate abilities mm. that aren't mana abilities. 
and you can X and exile it to destroy each non-land permanent with mana value X or less. And I think we were thinking about it for Karn boards, you know, being a wish option. I thought that because of that, it would find an automatic home, Mm -hmm. and we just ended up with better things to do in the Karn decks. You know, that's about when the Pestilence Cauldron loops were discovered, Mm -hmm. and we found better things to do in those, like, monogreen Karn decks. Mm. You guys did do a good job with the uh, temporary lockdown, though. I, I... Yeah, lost over um, that one, I that, guess. that was a good one. I thought that card was pretty cool, and I thought that it would fit in, you know, depended on, like, what it was going to be up against. Uh, but, yeah, that one was a big fan of. I feel like I hedged my bet on Sarah Paragon, because mm. I was like, I love this card, you but I'm not going to put it in my top five, because I think... Yeah. Uh, you had it in a good position. See, like, I, if if I was going to add Sarah Paragon now, it did see some play in Angels before, you know, Kylo's Reconstruction came out. So I would still say it's it still has the potential to be a, in the top five. But right there, top six right now, I could totally agree with that positioning. Um, so as far as um, you know, some misses, I do feel like my Lords mm. was a miss. Um, I was excited to brew with them, so I kind of put them on my list. Uh, and I also think that the resurgence of Red Black, you know, really the dominance of Red mm-hmm. Black happened shortly after mm. this. And that's a reason why... You know, you don't want to be playing a deck that depends on keeping a bunch of creatures in play against the format where the best deck is one that kills every yeah. creature that gets played. Yeah, the, I mean, I still think people still play these cards, and maybe not the Volodalian Hexcatcher that I thought would finally give, uh, you know, Merfolk the uh, chance to compete. It did not. Um, but but yeah. the Goblins one I, did really well. And I think recently we've seen the uh, the Soldier Lord uh, showing up in the soldier builds as well. Um, not quite there yet, but. Yeah, a little bit. Um, so what actually ended up being good from this set? All right. So we're moving into our new top fives. Yeah. And, you know, it's tough. I actually do feel like in retrospect, this set ended up being weaker than I initially thought. Something it was we be. totally missed. Uh, Shieldred, the apocalypse, my number one. Yeah, that's definitely a tough one. And it's. I'm not sure if I'm ready to put it above Liliana just because it's definitely doing that in standard. But Mm. I kind of said like there were just so many good options for the red black mid range Mm. deck. Like I was looking at lists that were still, you know, they were cutting things like their Sorens Mm -hmm. because, oh, we've got Liliana of the Veil on deck. Um, I I didn't, you know, couldn't have expected that we would find room for a four drop in that deck. I thought we were going to move down to three drops almost entirely. Mm. I think we had a lot of people that loved Calatus. They didn't want to get rid of Calatus, which is why we didn't look at Shieldred as... as, as... That as well. Yeah, Kalidus was... Kalidus did a very good job of saying no other four drop is playable Mm. in this deck because the removal is so important, the life gain is so important. Mm-hmm. Shieldred does some of that life gain as well, and I think that the exile part of it is just not as mm-hmm. important in this current meta. So, long term, I think that I definitely put Liliana the Veil above Shieldred. Mm. So that that's why, you know, right now I think Shieldred is maybe more being more impactful, but mm-hmm. I think that long term it's going to flip again. Um, another card we totally missed, do you want to talk about it? Uh, so, Leyline yeah. Binding is, is probably what it's you're talking in my about top. here. That, that's the other one that I think yeah, you know, I think that it just uh, took us a little bit of time to see exactly how, you know, I think we said that, hey, this is going to be great in modern. Mm-hmm. We called that pretty much immediately. And we said there you can cast it for two mana, one mana regularly. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of said it could be fun in Pioneer, but I uh, didn't think it'd be great. And I, and I feel like it has been good, but it's not like it's a wildly dominant mm-hmm. card. 
uh, it shows up about where we expect it to, which is in it's cards the fires like the Enigmatic too, right? deck. Yeah, you know, the, the Fires deck, I think, is probably like the Fires and especially the Karuga version of the Fires is probably the surprise there as far as it being seen play somewhere that we wouldn't expect, as well as kind of being what powers that deck mm. out. Uh, so that yeah, I definitely think it probably deserves a spot in the top five yet because it's kind of a weaker set. Um, I don't think that we were too wrong to not include it originally just based on what we saw. Yeah. And uh, my new top five as temporary lockdown, I joined you guys as well. Okay, on that's a that good one. one. And Liliana Vale still there. Still Sarah Paragon? Sarah Paragon? Okay. No, she dropped out. But She drops out for you? My, one of my mm. crazy, I, my number two is going to be Carplusian Forest, just because I feel like after DMU came out, all these red-green decks seem to like come out of the, the woodworks. Okay, you know, okay. I like where you're going with that. And Stompy and et cetera, et cetera. You know, my deck that I have fun with, the, the Bard class and stuff, because of Carpalusian Forest. Yeah, maybe it's because I was playing those decks beforehand anyways, mm-hmm. but um, I think I'm going to go, so I think I might join you. I'm going to put the Pain Lens in my list here. But... I don't see, I don't think <sighs> that the see. red-black one or the white-blue one had as big of an impact, because black-red already had good mana. You know, they had... Yes, but I do think that, you know, it does see play, and mm-hmm. the blue-white one does see play. Like, I think they matter. Um, you know, and I'm kind of just lumping them in mm-hmm. because I can. But I'm going to go Liliana, Shuldred, Layla and Binding, hmm. Pain Lands, Sarah Paragon? Okay. Yeah. Again, we still have, still have some time. So I, I'm itself. knocking Temporary Lockdown down just off my list here. Yeah, and I saw you also had Phoenix Chick. I would almost considered adding that into my top I do five like as Phoenix well chick still it's one of those it's like good. it's slightly better than what exists but i, I don't know yeah. if it'd be top five it's probably like six for me yeah six or seven. De- i had defiler of instinct in my top five and it's like yeah it's he's playing that uh grinning ingus deck you know that's that's about it <laughs> yeah but i thought it would make a combo it did but didn't have as big of an impact as i thought it would uh, moving on, bro, we just did the set review a couple weeks ago, but I could probably re, re, uh, how can I say, uh, revisit my top five. Do you want to make a new top five? Yeah. What do we have as our top five here? I bet my top five is going to be like nothing, but, um, your top five was uh, diabolic intent, gigs, obliterating bolt, obstinate Baloth, Baloth, uh, the stone brain and your honorable mention was Teferi. Hmm. Okay. You had Diabolic Intent number one, Obliterating Bolt two, Stone Brain three, Brotherhood's End four, and Go for the Throat five, mm. with an honorable mention of Brushland. Mm. I think these are both pretty good. Uh, actually, mine's probably better. They're, they're both pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> I had some playable cards. I mean, we both had Stone Brain. I think that is, someone yeah. said it had like 89 copies or something in like the last uh, weekend or something with all the... Oh, wow. That's pretty cool. Maybe the first weekend of with, with all of the um, uh, Mono Green Devotion decks that were out in Forest everybody was playing that um obliterating bolt yeah i would say that's fine as a top five still people are still um playing a lot of those probably not as as high as i had mine at number two maybe we'd be like a number five now yeah and you know it was kind of one of those like hey we know it'll have a home because mm-hmm. it replaces an existing card as an improvement um diabolic intent is been mm, not yeah, really seen drop that off that's horrible Drop drop that one off of our list. I, I basically want to make my top five entirely cards with good. the uh, 
I want to make all of mine prototype mechanic cards because I just love oh, those. The Maybe that's still wrong. Yeah. I'm sure that I'm being, you know, th- that's not actually true. I, but I do like the artifacts from the set a bit, quite a bit. I had Go for the Throat in my top five. I, I would say that still probably deserves a spot in the top five. I think a lot of the Rakdos stacks it, are playing it. I think Angels would have to do a little bit more to come back before it, it could win there. Go for the Throat? Because right now, right now, there is very little that Power Word Kill misses. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are a lot of important artifacts to kill. Okay. So that's why it's still going with Power Word Kill in those only you know couple of slots that C play. So I, I don't think that I can put Go for the Throat in my top five at all. All right. And one question about yours. You had Gix on there. Do you think Gix still has a chance to kind of... No, I think I think it has a chance to see some play. I don't think that it's good yet. You know, we just don't have a mono black deck mm-hmm. right now, and that's really the only place that she'll see play. Yeah. Are you disappointed that Absinthe Baloth uh, isn't seeing any play? I, I'm kind of just surprised, like... There's no reason it's not seeing play, mm-hmm. I kind of feel Still like. Still too early in the meta, maybe. You know, we we just don't have... You're like, why aren't the red-green vehicles decks playing a handful of these in their mm-hmm. sideboard just to beat down on red-black? Is Maybe it's just because that's already a good matchup and we didn't think that specific into matchups. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do expect that we'll see play. Like, as long as Graveyard Trespasser is a card, this eats that card. All right. So how would you change this? How would you update this? What's your new top five after seeing a couple weekends of uh, Brothers War results? Oh, you know, there. Am I am I crazy to say that it doesn't seem that strong of a set? Maybe? Really? Like what? What should I be looking for here? I'm like, hmm. Eh, well, eh. Stonebrain like, still deserves a spot, I like, right? But... Yeah, I think that's reasonable. Stonebrain probably deserves a low slot here. Um, I gotta have it in my top five somewhere. Um, Misery Shadow. I think deserves a spot. Showing up in a lot of those yeah, Rakdos decks. Maybe. Like, it's kind of... It's not far from being good. Mm-hmm. How about Cityscape Leveler? That's shown... Yeah, you know, it... We, we kind of talked about it, but, like, I don't feel like... We could put, you know, hey, I'm going to put five cards that are Karn Wish targets in my mm-hmm. uh, top five, but I don't feel like that really long term is going to be the impact of this set mm. especially what if what if to, um you know i even put stonebrain in the top five saying that hey stonebrain's going to be the card that gets you know i put it in my number one saying karn, this card's going to get karn mm-hmm. out of the format um which hey that would be fun for everybody um <laughs> and maybe that will be its legacy mm-hmm. but after that you know if we're looking at this set a year from now, we're not going to be like, oh, yeah, that Cityscape Leveler, that really changed things by being in the sideboard mm. of one deck for one set before I'm it gonna got play it in. Like, I'm going to play it in Green Red Ramp with Eldrazi. I think that'll be all fun. All right. <laughs> um, hey, go off, King. One of my wild cards for my new top five is Kyla's Reconstruction. I think that has a lot of build That's around. one that I do want. I did want to mention that we you know, kind of missed, like we, we didn't get into Same it play and it's, it's a cool card yeah yeah so it's like uh x and what white 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 or something i think and uh you get to look at the top yeah. x cards of your library all right actually seven cards top look at the top seven cards of your library and put x uh creatures or artifacts into play that artifacts thing is kind of neat i think there's definitely a lot of build around for that so that would be in my new top five hmm okay and I think Soul Partition maybe needs to deserve a spot as well. Again, it's too early to tell. But that would probably be my new top five. I kind of want, like, Simeon Similacrum maybe in my top wow, five. Wow, really? 
Just like it, it's been seeing play, like there's not a ton that had, or you know, Haywire Might is another one we mentioned as an honorable mention mm-hmm. and being close. Um, I think that could be a reasonable one. Mm-hmm. Kind of tough here, you know, like it's, I feel like it's almost a little bit slim pickings. Like I want to say that I like a lot of these artifacts, but I can't be like, yeah, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be Rootwire among mm. them, but uh, we'll have to wait till it's not. The really needs be. to probably uh, solidify a little bit more. Maybe by uh, the yeah, end of the year, yeah. we'll see uh, for sure. Oh, yeah, this card is definitely the breakout card of the set. But I think we're getting closer to finding out. Um, so We're closer. That is our top fives from all the sets that came out this year, our new top fives and our old top fives. Uh, before we wrap this up, I wanted to ask you, you know, we, we made a couple mistakes this year. What can we learn from these mistakes? Like, how should we evaluate future cards for the Pioneer formats? Ooh, I mean, I wanted to say play more jank and have a great time, but... Uh, <laughs> like, especially for us, yeah, you, you know, like, putting cards into your deck, how how should you evaluate your cards? What should you look for? I feel like a lot of our bad picks made sense. Mm-hmm. So, I, I can't go too deep on, uh, you know, anything that I feel like was a big miss from this set. Or from this, you know, these sets. Mm. I've learned nothing. I will continue to boldly claim ridiculous things. That's my I mean, <laughs> that's my New Year's resolution. I mean, here. for me, looking at like uh, how we miss Fable, Fable probably should have been on there. When you have something that has multiple effects and multiple benefits and stuff like that for one card, I think that you know, in the future going forward, I'll definitely be looking for something that just creates tons of value. Ah, uh, I'm okay. Tons of value, yes. I, I want to you know say the opposite of mm-hmm. that is flexibility doesn't mean power uh and i think that it, it's it's a symptom of arena mm-hmm. is that you know, we, like we got these commands in this latest set and they're all terrible mm. um like none of them are close to playable the commands we saw in uh what were they like the lore hold uh strixhaven uh strixhaven yeah. yeah those were terrible they were all bad but horrible just unplayable the new one because what they're doing is they're yeah. making cards designed for best of one on arena mm-hmm. and they're not good in you know real magic, yeah. but the green <laughs> Which is being very uh, yeah. I'm, I'm joking here, but yeah. yes, the green black one ended up being good in the uh, Abzan deck though. No, not even really. Okay, <laughs> I hate that card. I mean, like I, I just don't think it's a great card. Uh, maybe maybe Fauna Shaman gets attention. Yeah, I don't maybe. know from the new set, sure. But we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much. So, wait, what yeah. was your final five for the Bro- Brothers War? Because I feel like I'm still undecided. Mm. Is Philology Architect, Archaeologist on our top five? Maybe, yeah. We definitely have a okay. couple more months before the next set comes oh, out. So you're not committing to anything for Brothers War? <sighs> I, mean, I already said what my top okay. five is. Okay, so. we'll give you time. Yeah. No, oh, no, you didn't actually. What, what is your top five? No, I said I got Kyla's uh, Reconstruction is definitely in there. Okay. Um, Stone Brain, Misery Shadow, maybe Soul Partition would be okay. in my top five as well. And I'm thinking Cityscape Leveler at the bottom there just because I want to build with Eldrazi. I feel like... Brushland is Still, in there for me yeah. as being like one of the top ones. Definitely, I guess I should add that in there. Maybe Cityscape Leveler would be okay. my honorable mention. Then. Okay, okay. That I'll take. I'll take Cityscape okay. Leveler as an honorable mention. Anyways, that's us ranting about lots of magic cards. I'm getting uh, ornery and weird here, so maybe it's a good time to wrap up it's our show. time for you. Go to bed. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> um, so hopefully you guys are listening to this and hopefully we are enjoying it. We're not just uh, putting you to sleep with our weird ramblings. Uh, if you guys enjoy our content and you want to hear more of it, go ahead and follow us at MTG Pioneer on Twitter. You can also find a link there to our Discord where you can chat with us, have all kinds of fun, free conversations as we do, you know, 
exactly what we do on podcast, mm-hmm. but as human beings yes. or something like that. Yeah, and you guys, uh, how do we find you on social media? Yeah, Ryan? You guys can find me on Twitter at uh, Yo Japan Hobbyist, and also I'm on Hive now uh, at Japan Hobbyist, but it's a small J. Uh, for Japan and small H, I'm not sure why. Oh no, does that matter on I Hive? Think it does right now, because you know. <laughs> it's, it's okay, new, well, if but. thank you guys all for listening. Uh, we have the first Pioneers podcast, and we are top fiving out. <laughs>